yo, yo. Oh, it's your boys, Chad Gaspard and JTG. A.K.A. The Fly Boys. A.K.A. The Timber Boys. A.K.A. The Timber Boys, Chad. Timber Boys. Because when we around, Timber. Yo, Jay. It's, it's going, going down. down. Cheer. Another wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast? It's just another wrestling podcast. It's just another wrestling podcast. Just another wrestling podcast. Yo, how many podcasts have we done in our careers? Just another one. Just another one. Just another one. <laughs> so we just did one more. Would that really make a difference? Just another one, Jay? Just another one? Let's do another wrestling podcast. Let's do another wrestling podcast. You know what? Let's take over another wrestling podcast. How about that? You want to do this one or another one? No, no, no. Podcast? Right. Let's take over this, another wrestling podcast. No, let's take over another wrestling podcast. Okay, we can take over this podcast right now and just make comments and just kick the host out right out. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Okay, okay. It's time for... Another wrestling podcast. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. They think they got the answers. I change the question. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. These are the best in the world, brother. These are the best in what they do. When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Another wrestling podcast another wrestling podcast now can you dig that sucker (laughs) all right everybody welcome to another wrestling podcast this is episode 121 i'm jonathan benjamin and i'm steve credo Steve, it is always a pleasure to be here. Uh, This is actually my first podcast from the city of brotherly love. I am here in Philadelphia, um, and we have a huge show, uh, a great show. Dare I say it, the best show we've ever had tonight. Uh, Who's going to be on joining us today? Brooklyn, Brooklyn. What a big week for Brooklyn, Jonathan. We have none other than one half of crime time former wwe tag team jtg is in the house he'll be joining us in a little bit uh i'm excited he he's he's one of my favorite charismatic new yorkers of all time so i can't wait to to talk to him on the show yeah money money yeah yeah uh he's he's gonna be great we've got a lot of questions to ask him want to find out about some of these rumors that we've been hearing about wait 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 let's not beat it let's not let's not beat around this i want you to do money money yeah yeah one more time for me <laughs> uh money money yeah yeah uh and he's ladies and gentlemen be... the whitest show you'll ever hear is tonight on yes, another wrestling yes. podcast um, I, I want to find out a little bit more uh, about this, uh, these rumors that we're hearing about Crime Time possibly coming back to the WWE. So uh, we'll that. talk to we'll talk to JTG about that and so much more. Stick around and uh, and hear it from straight from JTG himself. And guys, make sure you listen to the whole show because we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to Wrestling Under the Stars 5 on August 27th at Dutchess Stadium, our, right in our own backyard, Jonathan. Uh, we're going to play uh, this. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Now, when you hear that, make sure to listen because we're going to give away a code of what you can tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, or call on our hotline. Head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Find us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, we've built this show 
on creating evergreen topics. Basically, you can go from episode 1 to 121 like we're on today and you'll hear something, you know, something that can be talked about forever. You could doesn't matter what show you listen to, we have a new topic each week. But it's just gotten so crazy that, you know, we have to get into the week that was and talk about some of the biggest news going around in wrestling before we get to our, our special today, because today is a special. We're having NXT TakeOver 2 SummerSlam 2016 happening this very weekend, so we'll have that uh, and our reports and our analysis, our thoughts, our opinions, all that coming up later on. But Jonathan, the week that was, baby, uh, let's get into it. All right. Well, uh, first of all, knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, TNA cannot do anything original in their entire span of professional wrestling. Oh, man. It's 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 just sad now. I don't know. It's like, come on. Like, you have uh, you to make yourself you different. I, you don't know how knock, knock jokes work, do you? Because <laughs> Oh, I, I thought it was over. I forgot. I didn't know. <laughs> you're supposed to say TNA is not original and can't create anything. Who? And then I say universal <laughs> championship, grand championship. Really, TNA? Really? So I just don't understand it. I mean, obviously... Um, WWE announces a universal champion, and then we get a grand champion. What does that even mean? What does jo- a grand champion mean? They, they still have to. Def- they still have to explain to me what an intercontinental title means. Is it you're just in between? I, you know what I mean? Like I want the, the definition. Like it should. You know, like honestly, in the '80s, you knew the you knew the WWF, the World Heavyweight Championship, was the belt. And then the Intercontinental Championship was the number two belt. You have to get that belt before you get the the World Championship. You know, it's like a stepping stone. And now it's still no clear meaning because now, we, like you said, the Universal Championship. Are you the champion of the universe? Uh, it's a shame Gold uh, Stardust isn't around anymore because we could have the Cosmic Universal Heavyweight Champion. And then right there. It writes itself, people. I don't have to... Come on. This stuff writes itself. Uh, The Universal Champion is going to be the equivalent to the WWE Championship, or is it bigger, Jonathan? That's the thing you got to think about to where in the books, maybe it is equal, but on paper, you're either the WWE World Heavyweight Champion or you're the Universal Champion. And now... I don't know. It's confusing because now I'm thinking about it. is it a universe or is it like a universal screwdriver to where you could use it on any whatever. You know what I mean? To where I'm confused now. I don't know. It's either way they had to come up with a name and they got the universal one. And now what's the grand championship again? TNA's doing Jonathan. What, is, what? It's like a sum of three belts. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what's happening with this. Uh, you know, TNA and their um, infamous uh brain power there they've decided to come up with this this new championship and i don't know i i guess i get the feeling that they're saying that it's the combination of three belts and that it means so much more but uh to me it's just very confusing and i don't know why they're deciding to do this now i it's you know i think they need to focus more on uh getting themselves on a better station maybe uh, i think they're thinking too globally and not thinking more locally to where i think they need to fix the little problems before they can really expand and make all these bigger uh you know championships and, and whatnot and you know speaking of that another you know another thing happened in tna which we rarely talk about but it, it's happening ladies and gentlemen mark it down in the history books uh billy corgan from Smashing Pumpkins fame, is now the president 
of total nonstop action. TNA Impact Wrestling. Uh, what now? What? what? What happens there? Well, despite all of his rage, he is still uh, the president of TNA in a cage. That is a Smashing Pumpkin song. So thank you very much for that. Um, I don't know what's happening right now. It seems very strange that uh, this whole thing's going on with with uh, Dixie Carter and him. He's a huge wrestling fan. He had a, his own promotion based out of Chicago for a while, um, which was pretty cool. And, you know, listen, I would rather somebody who's a huge fan of professional wrestling try to make something work because you know that they want that uh, versus somebody who is just in it for the money or doesn't really care about the business. So uh, more power to Billy Corgan and uh, congrats and hopefully you can help uh, with this this thing that we call TNA. Definitely. It'll, it'll be interesting. I know I see some of the the tides changing, so maybe I'll have to tune in and see what's happening, um, especially especially with uh, our buddy Damian Sando down there. And I know it's not that anymore. We got... Well, with his new title of Aaron and Rex, so uh, anything can happen, I guess. You know, maybe it's just the beginning or the beginning of the end. I don't know. We'll see what happens in there at TNA, but uh, it's a big weekend, Jonathan, coming up. Before we talk about our SummerSlam special, our NXT TakeOver 2 in Brooklyn special, um, usually the world of wrestling is surrounded by celebrity. Uh, and once again, we're going to have Jon Stewart at SummerSlam. Yeah, Jon Stewart is making his uh, reappearance for WWE television. And what better place than his home, uh, New York City, Brooklyn. Um, he's going to be there. And he, I'm, I mean, you know, it's awesome because he and his son, I think, really enjoy wrestling. They like doing it together. So, um, you know, Mick Foley announced that he was going to be there. We don't know what his role is going to be exactly yet, but. Uh, It'll be it'll be good to see John Stewart back in his home away from home, the WWE ring. Well, there was controversy last year. He did cost somebody the championship, the United States Championship, I believe, and that was uh, John Cena, right? Yeah, he beat up John Cena. That's exactly what he did. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens uh, at this SummerSlam. I mean, I'm kind of hoping for some more more you know bigger celebrities. Don't get me wrong, I love John Stewart, but. You know, why isn't nobody jumping on board with this? If I was, like, a top-A celebrity, Brad Pitt-esque, big-time movie star, I would be all over WWE and doing some kind of stunt or something. But, I don't know. They're, they're out there somewhere. I mean, because I even heard, too, through the grapevine, that Jon Stewart might have replaced the Muppets this weekend. And I'm not even joking. I'm not even trying to be funny. It's That's serious. The Muppets were probably going to have a guest spot at SummerSlam, but something happened. And we got Jon Stewart. Um, take that with a grain of salt, a 50-50, but that's that's what I read out there, Jonathan. I mean, I don't know. It's the Muppets, right? Yeah, I don't really know what to, how, to, how to follow that, but um, we're going to try. We're going to send it right now to uh, JTG. He's joining us live in the studio. Let's see what JTG has to say. Maybe he is uh, partial to the Muppets. I don't know, but we will find out, and uh, we'll be right back. Yo, 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 pop a 40 and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. We're bringing it, bringing it. Bringing the hood to you. We're bringing it, bringing it. What you gonna do? We're bringing it, bringing it. Bringing the hood to you. We're bringing it, bringing it. Yeah, that's how Hey, yo, no more Hollywood. Nah. This is Hollywood. Yeah. And it's crime time. You 
probably should I come from the streets I was made in the gutter I run up on your mother for that bread and butter Mess around with these crooks Get your property took Robbing is my job I get paid off the books Mopping with my squadron Coming through stomping Brooklyn, Brooklyn Who want problems? Alright, joining us right now is one of the most outspoken wrestlers in recent memory. He's a triple threat, a wrestler, an actor, an author, and uh, we're very proud to have him on the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome JTG. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Everything's going great. Thanks for that great introduction. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Never thought about it. Triple threat. Yeah, absolutely, and we're going to cover a lot of that today. Uh, we got a lot to, to, to go over, but, um, you know, it's it's always interesting for us when we talk to you uh, wrestlers is to figure out exactly, um, obviously you were a wrestler for many years, you still wrestle, but um, do you remember the very first time that the, the wrestling bug bit you? Do you remember, like, how that all happened? Oh, it happened at a very early age. I say the wrestling bug must bit me uh, when I was two years old probably. I remember jumping off the couch of my of my mom's sofa onto a cabbage patch cabbage <laughs> kid doll. Awesome. Awesome. Now uh, you, you obviously watched it growing up. Uh, who were some of the people that you were immediately drawn to whenever it became uh, when you started watching wrestling? Um, it was definitely during the early 80s. Um, I was definitely drawn to Hogan. Uh, Hogan when I was growing up. Macho Man. Uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Um, then during the '90s, it was the Hitman, uh, Rockers. It was the larger than life characters, the, the more charismatic ones. I, I was drawn to them. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, you you became a pro wrestler, but when you were little, is that something that you, you know, is that what you dreamed to be? You you wanted to be a pro wrestler. Yeah, it was that it was that a pro, uh, professional wrestler or actor? And when I got to high school, I had to make a very definitive decision. I had to make a decision whether which direction I was going to go. And my passion and heart was in wrestling. So I didn't want to um, be an actor first, and then because I wanted to, I wanted to get wrestling do it while I was young, while I'm while I'm healthy. Absolutely. And I was in good shape. Yeah. Now you're. Um, so I can tell you both. <laughs> <laughs> now you're from the the Northeast. Uh, you're uh, New York, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you once you decided to become a pro wrestler, uh, you made the big move all the way down to Louisville, Kentucky, to OVW. Um, was that a culture shock to you? That was a, definitely a big culture, culture shock. You know, I'm a city kid, and then moving to Louisville, Kentucky, um, the environment, uh, the people, everything was different. You know, especially transportation. You know, New York City. You know, you got the you got the train and bus. And uh, moving to Kentucky, I had to get me a used car pretty quick and learn how to drive, learn how to dri- get learn how to drive on the highway really really quick. Uh, with with your time in OVW, you know a lot of the greats uh, came out of that system. Um, who do you remember working with um, that you really enjoyed working with, and who were some of the people that really helped you kind of get started when you when you made it down to OVW? Um, who helped me out a lot, uh, who took me under their wing was um, Elijah Burke. You guys remember Elijah Burke? Yeah. He's on TNA as uh, the Pope. Um, uh, Armando Estrada, I talk about him a lot in, my, in both my books, took me under his wing. And uh, who I enjoyed working with. Uh, I enjoyed working with, um, I worked with CM Punk. That was fun. 
uh, the Spirit Squad, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit Squad members. Um, I worked with a lot of talent that made it to uh, WWE that was in a OVW. Deuce and Domino, they were fun to work with. Um, the Hearts, worked with Harry and uh, what was the, the, one, the, the one with all the cats? What's his name? Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked with him. He was a unique character, but yeah, I enjoyed working with him. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, you know, you it all. I, I don't want to say it all happened. I don't want to like trivialize it. Uh, it. I'm sure for you, it seemed like a really long time, but you you really made this happen quickly. Um, you went from uh, OVW straight to the WWE fairly quickly. Um, was how was that? Was that also another? big like culture shock to you you're going from the developmental system in in ovw all the way up to the the biggest company in in the entire world um what was that like for you what was that transition like for you i had to pick up really quick because i went from uh one month not being on tv and then the next month being uh being the southern tag team champions and then the next month being signed Everything happened so quick, and I had to adapt to everything quickly. Um, but I can say about OVW that they trained their they trained their students um, very great, and they still do because they have such great trainers. Um, Al Snow was there; he was a great trainer, and he helped prepare us mentally, physically, um, for being on the road. And also, um, before that, before Al Snow, before I got got called up to WWE, I was trained by Rip Rogers, who was a tremendous trainer. I believe anybody who wants to get into the business. They need to go through um, with Rip Rogers' training course, and he's still down in OVW. He's the man. He will teach you the psychology, and he will definitely, um, if he believes in you, will definitely give you the confidence because he definitely boosted my confidence when he um, when he pulled me to the side and gave me a lot of good tips that I still use today when I'm in the ring. Now, when you went through those schools, they obviously taught you um, how to wrestle as well as how to how to entertain. Um, now with, with WWE, it seems like that, you know, they've got this performance center and, um, you know, they're, I I just want to know from someone who actually went through it. Do you feel that, um, that wrestlers coming out of a system like OVW where it was still kind of gritty and raw, um, have a better shot of becoming, uh, a longer, having a lot longer time in the wrestling business than somebody who maybe comes out of uh, NXT today? Um, I'm not 100% sure on that because I haven't been watching the product and I don't know all the talent that comes out of uh, the Performance Center down in Orlando, but I can say that the talent that, that has come out of OBW, um, they were well-rounded. You know, they were, you know, look at the talent that came out of there. Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, um, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie, like we had, we had some great superstars that, that walked out of the, walked out of the doors of OVW. So I can't really speak too much on the performance center. Um, but yeah, OVW, the, those the stars, um, they're, they're still there to, to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Now um, you've been in the news a lot lately. Uh, there have been talk a lot of talks about uh, JTG and Chad, uh, a possible WWE return. Um, with the current draft that just happened and the fact that they were trying to bring up some, some names, established names, um, what was your first thought? I, I want to know, did you hear it from the dirt sheets or did someone actually contact you and, and would you possibly op- be open to coming back? Um, 
All three, yes. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you in what order. Um, first, I, I saw it on social media. I saw a link. He's like, JTG, did you see this? Some, some of the fans sent me the link. I checked it out. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I started getting texts and calls from friends and family members. And uh, did, did he give you the call? Did you get a call yet? I'm like, uh, no. Am I supposed to be getting a call? Do you hear something I don't You know something I don't know? <laughs> and then uh, if I'm open to go back, um, it, it all depends on the money, money, yeah, yeah. yeah. It all comes out of that for the day. Awesome. Now, um, you know, obviously you heard that WWE put out an article about the hottest free agents. Um and in which Crime Time was on that list. Um, what did you think about that article? Was that, I mean, was it good to see that? I mean, I, I just want to know as somebody who was in the business, in the WWE, and then, you know, you guys left, and then now, you know, what does that do to you? Do you feel good about that? Do you, I just, what what's the thoughts whenever you see the stuff that pops up? Oh, I, um, I definitely appreciate the article. You know, I'm not going to put too much thought behind it because there'll probably never be a phone call. <laughs> you know, it's just WWE.com is their own, um, is their own, not, not, not their own entity, but they put articles out just to get attention. So I don't know if there's any, uh, anything behind that. I don't know if I'm going to get a call. If, if Chad and I will ever get the call. Okay. We don't know if anything will be negotiated. We'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to a little bit on the same story here. And once again, with the dirt sheets and the podcast and all that stuff, um, recently, uh, WWE superstar Luke Harper had some comments about crime time being higher up on the list than him. Um, had you heard about this and what were your thoughts about his comments? Yeah, I didn't know anything about that until Shad made a, uh, a comment about it. And he said that we stole his spot, which was a great, uh, <laughs> a great comment to great, a great post. Um, but yeah, if I was Luke Harper, I'd feel some sort of way too. You know, he's been there, he's been relevant for the past uh, few years. He's been with Bray Wyatt and here we come, you know, one of the hottest tag teams in the past 10 years. <laughs> we make it, we make it, we make it to the top 10. So yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off too if I was Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, I, I have to say, um, these, these books that you've written ha- are just incredible. Um, for anybody Thank who you. still hasn't read them and you're a wrestling fan or just a fan of just amazing writing, uh, you need to pick these up. But, um, you know, obviously you spent a lot of time in the wrestling business. What are some of the, like, what was the driving force behind you writing these books? And um, were you surprised by the response that you've gotten from these books so far? Uh, what motivated me to write these books was friends and family who 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 knew nothing about the wrestling business. You know, it's kind of it's kind of it's very peculiar. You know, when you come across a wrestler and you and you know them because it's not a it's not a, a occupation that you run across every day. You're like, oh yeah, wrestler. And then um, to t- when I tell them stories about my time on the road, they they are blown away and they're like they encourage me to write a book. And I didn't know anything at all about the first steps about writing a book. Um, but I did some research and I found out about self-publishing and that was the route that I took and the writing, um, that was something I didn't know I was, uh, was good at. <laughs> I definitely love comedy. So that, that was my, uh, that was definitely my, my niche right there is comedy. And I've actually, um, sticking to that and doing some more comedy writing. Awesome. Now, um, were you nervous at all about writing this book and the fact that the possibility that you know people would get angry with you or anything or did you just want to get it get it out there 
Um, I wouldn't say I was uh, nervous about what what um what people like what what talent would say, like people in the locker room. No, um, I was more I was more nervous about how the fans would uh, react to it because you know I'm not known as a as a writer, and also um, wrestling fans they're really cutthroat. You know they're very harsh. Yes. <laughs> they don't hold nothing back. And you know, to please them, you better you better be able to put something out there that's 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 good. And I'm glad that I was able to do that. You know, I, I knew I wrote something good. I was pretty confident confident about it. But still, wrestling fans are very cutthroat. Absolutely. So I'm glad I got was was great. Now, um, I I think I cut you off before you got to answer this. But um, were you? I mean, you just mentioned it that wrestling fans seem to take to it very well. But um, were you shocked by just how many people uh, commented on it and were excited about you know what you wrote and and everything? Were were you surprised that that many people cared about something that you put out there? I was definitely shocked. Um, you know, I've I've heard some terms like this is JTG's book is a cult classic. I've heard that um, seen that several times on social media. Like the the amount of um, praise that Dan why did I write this book has gotten and that's that would that would encourage me to write a second book and um the second book got also got the same got great reviews too so it's like you know is this i'm just mind blown by the responses that i've got um the audio book is doing great um the physical book is doing great and i'm i just i'm gonna try to keep up and kind of follow back up <laughs> well and that's my that was my next question and uh i mean obviously coming on the heels of these two amazing books um, are you planning on writing more books and not necessarily just about wrestling? Is there anything else that you'd like to tackle, any subject that you'd like to, to write a book about? Uh, right now I'm in the, uh, the midst of writing a comedy play. Um, I want to I do that right now. Right, right now my passion right now is in, um, I don't want to do a script that's so, so uh, typical, but I, I want to do, do a play. Okay. A movie, I'm not, I'm not a script, I mean, a movie script. I want to do a play. Okay, okay. Um, now, speaking of your book, uh, you're, you're going to be kind of all over here very shortly, but uh, on the day of SummerSlam, across from the Barclays Center, you'll be doing a very special book signing at McMahon's NY. Um, what can you kind of tell us about this appearance? Uh, this appearance, I'll be doing um, um, a live interview. Um, and I'll also be doing a book signing afterwards for about two hours. And I'm just going to have fun. Might do a little Q&A, have some fun with the fans. Um, the, the book, the uh, autograph book is $15 and $5 with a, with a picture with me. So altogether $20. You get an autograph, pic, autograph uh, book and a picture with JTG. And Q&A. Let's have some fun. Come and see JTG. And right across from the Barclays Center, if you're going to SummerSlam, come check your boy out. Okay. Now uh, you're also... Uh, going to take part uh, in a kind of whirlwind tour with uh, our friend over at ESS Promotions, Eric Sims. Um, you on August 26th and 27th, you're going to be in uh, ECPW Wrestling in Queens. Um, on the 27th, you're going to split your time amongst uh, Pro Wrestling World in Allentown, PA, the Wrestling Universe in Queens, and CTW in Sayreville, New Jersey. Now, whenever you go out on all these things, uh, what's kind of the most... The, the thing you look most forward to whenever you're out on the road, is it the wrestling? Is it seeing old friends? Is it the fans? What what kind of gets you going on these trips? 
what gets me going is definitely the fans and getting on that mic and having some fun. You know, wrestling is fun too, but I, I never know who my opponents is half the time until until I get there. Mm-hmm. But um, but definitely, I look forward to the fans and when I get on the mic and get in that reaction, it's like an adrenaline rush and like a drug. You get a, you get addicted to it. Well, you've uh, you know, you've met a lot of wrestling fans over the course of your time, and um, you know, you mentioned that a lot of them are cutthroat and the, they expect a lot. Um, do you remember any funny or uncomfortable fan meetings that you've had, like wh- whether it be in OVW or WWE? I mean, obviously, as a wrestling fan myself, I've been in a lot of um, signings and uh, a lot of uh, you know event lines, and I've seen some very ridiculous things. So, what is there anything you can tell us about something that happened to you uh, with as far as fan meetings go? Um, right, off, right off the top of my head, I had this real nervous fan. Um, he knocked on my door. I don't know how he got their, my room number, but um, it was him and his buddy, and he was just shaking. And he was like, oh, my gosh, it's JTJ. I can't believe this is your room. And I'm like, how did you get my – like, no, never mind. I just wanted to sign his autograph and send him on his way. But it was, like, real scary. Like, how did he get my room number? <laughs> but the guy, I don't, I don't think he was a threat because he was – of course, he was. I saw that he was shaking. He was very uh, nervous. He was. I don't think he was going to do me any harm or try to do any harm. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, you know, you you did spend some time wrestling on the indies prior to WWE, and um, now you're still very active on the the wrestling scene. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on how independent wrestling is now versus when you were doing it? Do you think it's better now? Do you think it's? I mean, obviously, it feels like, and this is just from an outside perspective, it feels like there's more money being put into independent wrestling. There's more production value. Um, are you seeing that as well, or do you think it's kind of the same as when you were doing it to begin with? To be honest with you, um, before WWE, I didn't have any prior uh, indie experience. Okay. You know, I was just strictly OVW, mm-hmm. and, um, and we kept it. It was very low, <laughs> low budget. We just had the ring, and uh, when we were when we were on the road, it was just a ring and probably a curtain separating us from the audience and. Uh, the locker room, but at the Danny Davis arena, you know, we had, it looked like a, it was, we, we, we went, went, Danny went all out, but, um, yeah, I'm not so, so far what I've seen on the indie circuit since I've left the WWE, there's been a lot of, uh, money put into production and the budget has been pretty big. If you ask me, I've been enjoying these indie shows. It's not what I've seen on the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you brought up the wrestler. Uh, you're not only an author and a wrestler, but you are also an actor. Uh, what got you into acting, and what projects are you currently working on? Um, like I said, when I was in high school, I had to make a decision between acting and being a professional wrestler. You know, I was, that was one of my uh, majors in high school was acting, but I definitely loved wrestling more, so that was the direction I went. But now that I got the wrestling bug uh, out of my system, I could pursue some, pursue some acting. You know, I'm not going as... Uh, full throttle as I, as I, uh, want to, cause my wife is also into theater and, um, we have a daughter. So, you know, I'm gonna let her live her dream at the moment right now. Um, and at the moment, um, we take turns. So right now at the moment I am doing at the end of August, I'll be doing, um, uh, indie, indie fan film. It's called Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man. And it's um, based off of the character Miles Morales. Uh, the, there's the character after after the original Spider-Man dies. Uh, what's his name? Peter Parker. What's the, 
Peter Parker, yeah, he dies. Um, Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man. And he's, uh, he's out of Brooklyn. He's uh, African-American. And I'm playing Venom. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, is, I, we'll get all this at the end, but is there... Um... Is that going to be where people can see it, or is it going to be, like you said, it's going to end up being a film, correct? It's, yeah, it's a fan film, so I think it's going to like do the, um, the film festival on YouTube and all that good stuff. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Maybe uh, that on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, you know, we're, we're getting close to the end here. We, we know you're very busy. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with what's been going on in the world of the UFC, but... Um, Conor McGregor, who's a very outspoken and brash UFC fighter, uh, commented about the WWE locker room the other day and said that basically they were all pansies and that you know he he doesn't like any of them or whatever. Um, what did did you see this and what did you think about it if you did see it? Yeah, I saw it. I just thought it was just for he just wanted he wants attention. Um, I didn't even put too much energy into it. I didn't. For you to make a comment like that and never be and have never been in a WWE locker room is just ignorant, and you're just looking for attention. I'm not even going to give him. I'm not even going to reply to that. Absolutely. Yeah. No. I I saw. You know, it was it was funny because, like I said, it's everybody has opinion about anything these days, and so um, it was it was funny to see some of the people, you know, wrestlers and and people involved in wrestling comment back and. You know, I I think I I think I agree that he probably just he that's what he wanted. So um, and yeah. CM Punk had he'd been on a radio interview and he talked about how he thought that it was ridiculous that people were you know commenting back to him. But um, you yeah. you spent a lot of time with CM Punk and you know you said you enjoyed your time working with him. Uh, what did you think initially of him moving to the UFC and uh, are you looking forward to this fight that he's going to have next month? I'm definitely looking to the, looking forward to his fight next month, and I wish him the best of luck. Um, it'll definitely be a good look uh, for him and also for professional wrestlers. Um, and I just hope he, he I hope it's not even by um, by decision. I hope he actually knocks him, knocks out his opponent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, or make some tap. Or make some tap. Okay. All right. If you could pick any actor or actress to be in a movie with, who would you want to play opposite of? Actress? Um, let me see. Uh, Neil Long? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is one thing that you never accomplished in your wrestling career that you would still like to accomplish? Uh, WrestleMania main event match. Okay. Uh, what is the your favorite match that you were ever involved in? Um, Crime Time versus Jello Show. Okay. Uh, what is the possible title of the third installment of your your book? Um, damn, why do I have to keep writing these books? <laughs> <laughs> um, who would you want to play you in the movie version of JTG? Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh, well, shoot for the stars. Uh, what do you, uh, greatest moment of your wrestling career so far? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, performing at Madison Square Garden for the first time. We want to hear from you. We want to have you tell us all about where people can find you on your social media. Um, if you have a pro wrestling tea shop, uh, where people can get these books, um, and just any other information that you have for us. 
anybody interested in um, getting the book, reading the book, which you should, if you, not even if, even if you're not a JTG fan, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to go to Amazon, type in Dan What I Write This Book, and also the second installment, Dan What I Write This Book too. There's also audio if you don't like to read, just the audio version. Um, that's great. And if you are in Brooklyn, come see your boy at the at uh, McMahon's in New York, or across the street from the Barclays Center on September, on August 21st and uh, follow me on social media Instagram JTG121084 and on Twitter JTG1284 shoot me a shoot me a DM my DMs are open if you want any information holler at me awesome well we want to thank you so much for joining us I can't wait to see what's next for JTG um, and we would love to have you back you're welcome on anytime thank you appreciate it will do Today's show is brought to you by... This is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And you're listening to another wrestling podcast in association with Celeb VM. Order a personal video message from me and many other wrestlers and celebrities now. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Get a personal video message for yourself or as a gift for someone else. For personal connections, shout-outs, birthdays, proposals, weddings, and much more. Enter your details about yourself so the celebrity can record a personal video message, especially for you, including details such as your name, age, birthday, hobbies, or whatever else you include. As soon as the video has been recorded, you'll get an email with your link so you can share it on social media or download and keep it. Celebrities record videos as and when they can, usually within two weeks. But if you want a video for a specific date and it does not look like it will arrive in time, you can cancel it and get an instant refund at the click of a button. There are hundreds of celebrities to choose from and many more joining every day. Search by category or genre. Buy a gift voucher, get updates and offers, and encourage your favorite celebrities to join so they can connect with fans in a fun and unique way. Raise money for their charities and much more. So order your video now for yourself or for someone else. See Kurt Angle, Cody Rhodes, and the Hardy Boys live as Northeast Wrestling and the Hudson Valley Renegades present Wrestling Under the Stars at Dutchess Stadium in Wapachers Falls, New York, Saturday, August 27th. See Kurt Angle battle Cody Rhodes. Jeff Hardy takes on Japanese legend Jushin Liger, plus Matt Hardy, Jerry Lawler, Hornswoggle, The Now, and much more. Autograph session with all the stars before the matches. Tickets start at only $20 available now at NortheastWrestling.com and the Dutchess Stadium box office. See the Hardy Boys, Kurt Angle, Cody Rhodes, and more live at Dutchess Stadium on August 27th. Visit NortheastWrestling.com for more info. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. All right, you heard it, guys. Now the secret code to win a pair of tickets to Wrestling Under the Stars on August 27th is I'm going to Wrestling Under the Stars. Hashtag AWPNEW. I'm going to Wrestling Under the Stars. Hashtag AWPNEW. N-E-W. Guys, make sure you tweet us that, Facebook us, Instagram us, whatever you want to do. And the first five people that do that will be in the running to win a pair of tickets on August 27th. And we'll be giving away those tickets at the top of next week's show. We will announce the winner. So make sure you stay tuned and good luck to everybody out there. All right, once again, thanks to JTG. Make sure you head on over to ESSpromotions.com to find him in a town near you. Now let's get right into it, uh, Jonathan. You know, it's it's uh, SummerSlam weekend. NXT TakeOver weekend happening once again in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I think let's start with NXT. Let's start our weekend off right. 
Yeah, there's a, a lot of matches that are going to be at NXT TakeOver 2 Brooklyn. Um, we know that there are some amazing championship matches. Obviously, probably the one on everybody's mind right now is Samoa Joe versus Nakamura for the NXT Championship. Um, I've been watching this kind of build for a little bit, and it's amazing. We got to see Nakamura steal Samoa Joe's nose the other night. Um, it was some pretty captivating stuff. But will Nakamura be able to steal the championship from Samoa Joe? What are your thoughts on this match? I think it's time. I think it's definitely time. Um, you know, Joe has been down there for like over a year and a half, pretty much almost two years coming up. Uh, he's been down there. I want to see him moved up to Raw or SmackDown right after this weekend. Uh, he doesn't need to be down there anymore, I don't think. I think Nakamura... Uh, should be champion. Um, granted, I know he hasn't been there for years or you know whatever, but I think he's a good person to defeat Joe and definitely uh, hold that championship for a little bit uh, down there in NXT. I think he could be the next face of NXT, and you know the crowd's behind him. The crowd loves him. Uh, I think it's time that we see Nakamura as an NXT champion, and I think Joe should be or will or is on his way out after this match. All right. Um, I'm going to also go with Nakamura. I just think that even if Joe sticks around for a little bit, the back and forth between them, like they can, they can uh, build, you know, Joe Nakamura too at the next, you know, takeover. So I'm excited about it. I'm really looking forward to Nakamura. I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, you know, NXT does a lot of classic wrestling to where. After if Nakamura does win, they're gonna have a rematch, and then they're gonna go maybe to another rubber match. But I, I'm fine with a one and done, man. I'm I'm happy if Nakamura wins it, and then Joe just moves up, and then we kind of build, uh, build somebody else up to to fight around with Naka for a little bit. So I'm 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 okay with a one and done match here. So uh, I guess you know the crowd is going to go nuts if Nakamura wins. So it, it'll be interesting. With that, with the NXT Championship, Jonathan, we're gonna have to talk about the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, we're gonna have Bailey versus Asuka. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Do you think Bailey has a, a, a shot to be the first two-time women's champion? I definitely think she does. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match either way. Women's wrestling's here to stay. We've got Asuka versus Bailey. Um, Bailey has proven herself. She's a known entity. Asuka is definitely the future of NXT. If Bailey loses this, I would say that we will probably see her within a couple months on the main roster. We got a little tease of that the last pay-per-view, but um, if Bailey wins, maybe you know they pass it around for a little bit longer. I'm hoping that Bailey walks away with the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would love to see Bailey on the main roster. Um, you know, we did get that tease last month, and I think she is ready to, to find a place maybe on the Raw roster. Uh, we'll see. And uh, I think Asuka, I don't know, I think she's kind of fading a little bit as champion. I think she really needs this win to give her more credibility. So I think Asuka will, you know, turn away uh, and remain NXT Women's Champion after Saturday. All right, well, that's not the only matches that we have. Um, we're, there's, there's a lot to talk about here today. We've got, you know, Bobby Roode's going to be there and Austin Aries. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of new people that are going to be on there. This is going to be their first real big spotlight and showing um, here in NXT. So uh, is there anything else that you're really looking forward to for, for NXT TakeOver 2? 
you know, I'm kind of curious about this Ember Moon. I've seen some pictures of who it is and whatnot, but uh, I'm kind of curious to what she'll what she'll be doing and how they debut her. It's always nice to be debuted at a, such a big pay-per-view like this. I mean, oh, you can come in on a taping or you can come in on a live show in NXT, but... Man, you're debuting SummerSlam weekend at NXT TakeOver 2 uh, in Brooklyn. Um, I mean, Jonathan, I mean, that's they, they have to love you. I mean, you, you don't just debut on a like a, a quote-unquote pay-per-view or special event, whatever you want to call it nowadays. But what do you think? I mean, debuting at this big weekend, that's that's pretty big. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And, you know, with people like Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte and all these people possibly potentially leaving – NXT, it's nice to have some new some new women in uh, NXT. So um, I'm looking forward to this debut, and um, I'm sure we'll be talking about it for weeks to come. Definitely, and uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of other matches, Jonathan. But I want to mention something that I'm kind of curious about your point of view. You know, with the the draft last month, uh, you know, a lot of people were called up from NXT, and I almost feel that NXT is almost in like a rebuilding phase, if you will. Uh, they they have a lot newer names a lot a lot of fresh faces they got to get over um they kind of have to rebuild a little bit right i mean you even got guys coming in uh from tna and whatnot like bobby rude uh you know joe was there uh austin aries who has a match this weekend um you know it, what, what do you think's happening i mean is they, they're kind of like in you know the changing of the tides a little bit so the the dust really the dust really hasn't quite settled from that draft and i still a lot of people are still finding themselves i think and that's what's going to happen this weekend yeah, I think that that's uh, what's exactly what's going to happen. But also, you know, with the CWC happening and all that, uh, I have a feeling that NXT is going to have a lot of uh, fresh faces coming soon, uh, sooner than later. So it's going to be really cool to see what they do and how they go from, you know, the NXT class that they first had with, you know, your Finns, your Sammys, your Kevins, your all that to what they have now. Um, it's a bright time for the future of NXT, so we'll we'll see exactly what happens. Definitely, and without overanalyzing the whole show on NXT, guys, make sure you head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Tweet us at a wrestling pod, Facebook us at another wrestling podcast, Instagram us at another wrestling podcast. Uh, we want to hear from you. All right. Well, with NXT Takeover Two, we've talked about it. Now we have to talk about the main event of the weekend, SummerSlam 2016, live from the Barclays Center on August 21st. Some really high-profile matches, uh, some some odd matches, but some really good matches. Um, I guess we'll start out where we, we've got the club taking on the New Day for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, you know, two-on-two. Two. So what do you think that this match is going to be, and uh, who do you think is going to end up winning this match? Well, Jonathan, you know, the New Day will be champions for one year exactly at SummerSlam. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping of a changing of the guard, if you will. Uh, granted, you know, the New Day have come a long way uh, with who they become this past year, and... You know, I, I don't think they need the championships anymore, and I think their run has kind of ended in a stale way to where, you know, there's really nothing for them to do with it anymore. And I feel like it's almost that they would be better chasing the titles than keeping them right now. Um, I think, you know, the club need a little bit of a boost to be credible. We keep hearing, oh, you came from Japan or you worked all over the world, but you're not champions here. So I think they need some credibility to say, hey, we're here. We're here to stay. 
we're here to show people that why we're the best and whatnot. So I think giving it to the club is going to go a long way uh, to maybe renew this feud with New Day, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm hoping for a club victory. All right. Well, I um I also hope that the club you know starts to look strong and and really become viable tag team competitors. But um, I'm I'm really enjoying New Day, and uh, that's probably not something that I would have said you know. Uh, a year ago, but I uh, I really like the New Day right now, and I hope they continue to have the, the belts uh, long after 100 days. You know, when this brand split happened, they kind of had to get some ratings. Uh, Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte for the Women's Championship on Raw, um, which I think many people felt would have been great to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, do you think they threw that away too soon, and do you think you know Sasha's going to walk out as champion again? I, I personally hope so. Yeah, I think that Sasha is going to win this. Uh, you know, Charlotte established herself, uh, established the championship. I think that you know it's a uh, it's a good thing that that she's here. But um, I am I think that Sasha is going to going to walk away with this one. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope they have. It's almost hard for these girls. It's almost hard to think that these girls can top the last match that they were just in, especially women like Sasha and uh, Charlotte. So I'm hoping for a great match, man. They they definitely tore it down at WrestleMania. So this is another big one, man. This is SummerSlam. So I'm hoping they do the same. Well, not only is that match happening, but we have none other than a, a blast from the past. A feud from OVW days. We've got Randy Orton, the Viper, taking on the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Um, uh, there's been some shade thrown back and forth. Orton said things about how he would be able to beat Lesnar, no enhancements needed. Um, you know, they've had a, some playful things back and forth on Raw and SmackDown. Who do you think walks away the winner of this match? And, uh, I mean, what do you think about this match in general? Are you even excited to see it? No, you know what? It, uh, for the past few years or, or months or whatnot, I felt like they really had nothing good for Orton. Uh, Orton's a, a major name in the WWE. You know, he's 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 a vet. You know, he's one of the big names that have been around for a long time. Believe it or not, you know, it's been over ten years of the career in there. So, you know, it's good that they're using him as a threat towards Orton. It's good to build him up as a major player that he is. Uh, you know, in recent, you know, I can go back to WrestleMania 29 where he was just thrown in. Uh, in a match. It didn't seem like a regular WrestleMania match for him. And, you know, it's good. I mean, they need these these stars. They need these guys. These oh my, I don't want to say outdated. He's not old, but he's still a legend in the WWE, like a John Cena. You know, he's a seasoned vet uh, to have him. So this match hasn't happened in a long time, and it's good to have it. It's better than just having a throwaway uh, like they did with Mania with, you know, him versus Dean Ambrose, which, you know, was horrible. But uh, I don't know. I think out of anybody on the roster right now, I think Orton and uh, Brock Lesnar is is good for business, but at the end of the day, Jonathan, I personally feel you have to keep Lesnar as the beast incarnate. You have to keep him as the next phenom. He is the man that is the one in 21 and one, and he should not lose at a major pay-per-view anytime soon. Uh, even going up to this year's Mania coming up, he has to win. I think you need to milk his contract to the very end to where he's not going to sign, and that's when he loses. Uh, I don't know. I think you need that Andre the Giant-esque, Undertaker-esque figure to where... You know, he's he's hard to beat unless it's some kind of hard, you know, no holds barred, anything goes kind of match. But 
the man just won a UFC match, and I don't care what you say. Oh, he used performance enhancers. I'm sorry. The dude is a beast regardless of whatever he used. Uh, you know, he could have taken baby aspirin and it wouldn't have done anything. You know what I'm saying? So regardless of what Lesnar may or may not have used at UFC, uh, the man's credible. Inside a wrestling ring and inside a UFC ring, uh, I would say Orton gives them a good match, but I think Lesnar needs to win clean. He needs to remain this unmovable object if you will i believe that um this match is probably going to end in a dq or something along those lines because or with orton returning there's no way that they're going to make him look like pathetic and there's no way that they can let lesnar just you know lose either so i think they're in a no-win situation um i don't think this is the last orton versus lesnar match we're going to see so it'll be interesting to see how they play it out but i just don't think there's going to be a clear winner or loser well, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, you know, the only thing I could think of in this is that, all right, well, what are we going to use uh, Lesnar for again? Do we really want to waste him on a, 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 the rest of the pay-per-views this year? Or should we save some of his contract for again for the Rumble and then again for Mania? I think if anything happens, if Orton does win, I think it's going to be because of interference from somebody who we may have uh, seen, who have had a history with Lesnar before. And, Jonathan, I'm going to say it right now. I'm predicting Goldberg is going to be making his face known this SummerSlam. I'm going to say it. It may not happen. It might happen. But, hey, I said it right here. I think he's going to be in town this weekend. And I think what better way to set up a Goldberg-Lesnar match for Rumble, for Mania, than starting at SummerSlam. And, hell, even Survivor Series, whatever. Uh, but, hey, I don't know. That's that's just that's the only way I could see Orton winning is if somebody like this interferes. All right, well, uh, moving right along, we have none other than John Cena versus AJ Styles. Um, could possibly be the last time that we see this for a while. Um, what are your thoughts on this match? Who do you think is going to win? You know, uh, AJ Styles, since debuting, man, he, he's had a credible, an, an incredible debut, an incredible run. Um, you know, he could have been given a lot of, a lot of shitty stuff. But he, you know, he hasn't. He's been having a lot of good matches, uh, a lot of good bookings, a lot of a lot of good stuff that has been happening. I, I was kind of disappointed when he was moved to SmackDown, but seeing Cena go to SmackDown too, and you know, I've heard too that uh, Cena's career is winding down a little bit as far as full time goes, to where you know he's not going to be as uh, as there full time as he used to be, and that's that's perfectly fine. The man has paid his dues, but see, I think he has to also pay. This SummerSlam do, and I think you know Cena. Granted, people want AJ to win. AJ to win. Cena has lost a lot at SummerSlam too, and you know he, he lost the, the, the awesome match against Daniel Bryan. Then Daniel Bryan was cashed in on, but one hell of a guy. I think I don't know. At the end of the day, AJ Styles I think needs this win at SummerSlam to to reclaim his name a little bit and to get a bigger spotlight because I think. Regardless of who wins the WWE Championship that night, I think AJ Styles definitely needs to be on that list by the end of the year. And with a win this Sunday, I think uh, that'll that'll prove everybody right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that AJ Styles is due this this big win, and um, you know it's not going to make or break John Cena at this point. So I think that AJ Styles is going to hopefully throw on the old Styles clash, and we'll get to see uh, John Cena. Do that one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Definitely. And, you know, Jonathan, you know, there's a lot of matches happening, and uh, we could talk about them all night. But really quick, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I was going to say we could talk about it, 
But we just saw it on Raw. Why would you do that? A lot of people are talking about you literally had this match booked for SummerSlam. You built it, you built it, and you just gave it away for free on Monday Night Raw. Why should I care about the match Sunday? Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange thing that they do. I don't know exactly what what's the the cause of that, but um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I feel like that um, maybe they didn't think that people would be invested in it enough if they didn't do something like this. So uh, hopefully, it ends up being a little bit uh, better or maybe more involved come Sunday. But uh, it's right now, it's not anything on the top of my list to, to be excited about. Definitely. I, you know, I don't even want to get into it because it's, it's almost like, well, I can understand if it was like a quick little five, five minute thing and then something happened and then they had to finish at SummerSlam. Okay. But I have no, there's no investment anymore for this match because I feel like I just watched it. Uh, regardless, that's all I really want to talk about it. Um, I think the biggest upset this SummerSlam though, Jonathan is seeing, uh, Enzo and Cass versus Jericho. Now, hear me out really quick. Um, Enzo and Cass, golden. They've gotten so much time on Raw each and every week. Uh, just their promos and whatnot. Everybody loves them. Uh, granted, I think these guys almost should be getting that championship gold, that tag team championship gold, just to, to prove their worth a little bit because they definitely didn't get it in NXT. So I was kind of assuming they were in line for that right away. But, you know, you have guys like Chris Jericho, Another legend, you know, a guy who can still offer a lot more than anybody else can who is a legend. And you're teaming him up with Kevin Owens, another standout star. Uh, I feel like this, this, these guys, these four guys are being wasted in this match. I feel like they could have gotten a better spot at SummerSlam. And I think that's one of my biggest disappointments of uh, this whole lineup for SummerSlam. Well, I mean, I think that what you've got right now is, like I said, they're trying to showcase everybody. I think after SummerSlam, you'll start to see some of these things die down and some of these feuds will break up and, and it'll be okay. But um, I'm I'm excited about it. I think they're four incredible talents, and I think it's going to be a good match. But, um, you know, we have the two biggest matches of the night. Um, we've got Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. And then we have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the new, newly crowned Universal Championship. Which one of these major championship matches are you looking most forward to? Uh, plain and simple, I really want to see what that damn Universal Championship looks like. Uh, I will be really happy if it looks really cool. Um, you know, I just don't. I, I, it's new. It's something exciting. It adds a little, a new layer to the table. Uh, you know, something different to look for and to, to expect now. So I think the first ever Universal Championship match is going to be great, especially between guys like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, two of the probably the the greatest wrestlers going in the world today. Um, you can't beat that match, Jonathan. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be special. And I, I'll tell you right now, Finn Balor is going to be the winner of the first Universal Championship. That would be amazing. Um, you know, we also have to uh, realize that the club is there, and there may be some interference. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited that Finn Balor is already going to basically be main eventing his his first uh, pay per view since being called up. Uh, Finn's an amazing talent. We've had him on the show before, uh, episode 100. If you want to go back and listen to that. But um, my, my vote is also Finn Balor. Um, if you guys are listening right now and you want to talk to us, you know, Steve mentioned the AWP hotline earlier, but you can tweet us, you can Facebook us, you can, you know, message us, let us know what your thoughts are on this incredible weekend of wrestling. 
And if you're out there, you know, send us some some spoilers, send us some, uh, you know, pictures, you know, use the hashtag AWP, hashtag another wrestling podcast, whatever you want. Uh, just keep involved with us. And, uh, and yeah, I think this is going to be an amazing weekend of wrestling. Now, I, I don't want you to go on right away, Jonathan. There's just two other matches I want to talk about because this is SummerSlam, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year in my mind. Uh, really quick, you know, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, WWE Championship, Jonathan, where, you know, this technically is the bigger of all the championships. And D- Dolph Ziggler, man, out of you know, just when you think he was out the door, his career was over. You know, he gets a shot at the championship. And, you know, we talked about the train wreck last week of the Dean Ambrose interview on the Stone Cold podcast. If you haven't seen it, you're not missing nothing. So uh, I'm saying, Jonathan, you know, if anybody was if you did see it, you, you, you definitely said I definitely said in my head that his 15 minutes are up because uh, any champion, especially being the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, you have to conduct yourself a lot better than this. And, man, Jonathan, you know, Dolph Ziggler had such a popularity. He was he, The rise of Dolph Ziggler was so awesome. Especially you were there when he cashed in the night after WrestleMania 29 uh, on Raw. Uh, the fans loved him, but it just fell apart, Jonathan. And I think, I hope, this would be the revitalization I just made that up, of Dolph Ziggler. I'm telling you, man, I really, 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 really times infinity want him to win the championship this Sunday. Does he have a chance? Does he, do, do, do you personally think, you know, break the rules, break that, you know, do you think he's going to win? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to win. Um, I think that this will be a good way to kind of start off this new uh, feud and to have Ziggler and Ambrose kind of feuding against each other and Dolph deserves it. That's what, you know, bottom line, he deserves it. And I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what happens. And uh, if Dolph doesn't win, um, I think that he's still reestablished himself as a main event player and a major star in the WWE. Definitely. I'm, I'm really pulling for it. I, I think if anything, you need to shake up SmackDown. That would be the right move as uh, your world or your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and lastly, Jonathan, just really quick, man, uh, I don't want to make this the last thing we talk about, but, you know, it, the, the cat's out of the bag. It's there. The Miz versus Apollo Crews Intercontinental Championship. I mean, we saw a little bit of Apollo Crews on Raw. The brand split happened. They haven't really given him a lot. Uh, now he gets this. Uh, he's a great, a great, incredible athlete, and I would really love to see him win the, the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. The Miz man, I f- you know, as great as he is on the mic and whatnot, I still feel like he's always a placeholder for that Intercontinental Championship, and I really hope that uh, you know Apollo Crews can do something with it. What do you think? Well, we've got the the Miz versus the King of Smile style, um, <laughs> Apollo Crews. He is uh, an incredible athlete and does things that no one will probably ever be able to do again. It is time to kind of let everybody see what he can do and. I would rather Apollo Crews walk away the Intercontinental Champion than to keep it on Miz. I understand, and, you know, we've seen what happens. Like, people like Riley, people like Miz Dow, whenever they did that, like, it seemed to... I think it's the curse of the Miz, really. I think that people that he works against usually ends up on the losing end of things. But um, I hope that Apollo... You know, I think he's good, a good Intercontinental Champion, and I think that someday he'll end up being a WWE Champion or a Universal Champion. But this is a good way to cement his, you know, his legacy right away. And um, you know, it would be exciting for it to happen at SummerSlam. So 
my vote, my pick, uh, Apollo Crews. Well, Jonathan, you know, NXT TakeOver 2, SummerSlam 2016. They never even call it by the year anymore, but I'm going to call it twenty SummerSlam 16. Uh, I guess if you could just shorten it, the 2016. But uh, it's going to be one hell of a weekend, Jonathan, right in uh, the neck of our woods in a way. It's halfway for both of us now since you're in Philly, and I'm still uh, holding strong up here in Poughkeepsie. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, just go to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. Follow us on all forms of social media. Listen to all of our other shows on iTunes. We are all over the place. Uh, We want to thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you all have a very amazing SummerSlam weekend. Well, that's the show. We want to thank you all for listening today. Every week we do the show free of charge for you, the fans. If you're wondering how to repay us, we have just the thing. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Hey, and while you're there, be sure to rate us and give us a good review. If you're looking for more information about AWP, then head on over to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. We are all over social media, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you are an AWP superfan, you can also show your support by going going over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Another Wrestling Podcast and buying one of our official AWP shirts. We couldn't do this show without you, so tune in next week for (sighs) Another Wrestling Podcast. Another Wrestling Podcast.